Gaming NBS episode 194 coming to you Wednesday, June 6th, 2018. Welcome to Gaming NBS Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sean. And I'm Brett. Welcome to the show, folks. Welcome back. Glad to have you all here. Woo! We had a hell Woo. of a weekend, Sean. Woo! We had a damn good weekend. Woo! <laughs> a little Ric Flair. Yeah. <laughs> and we got to we have to have a Ric Flair because we had Papa Swick was in town. Yes. Rest, wrestling podcast guy. There you go. So Joe is a longtime friend, supporter of the show, friend of the show, all that good stuff. And he um, was looking for a little gaming escape weekend. We were able to hook uh, hook him up with us, Wayne Humphrey. We had Kev came down from the Twin Cities. We had, oh, good grief, we had Eric Farmer showed up. It was pretty cool. We had a lot of fun. We had a lot of good gaming done. I ran some Trailer Cthulhu. We had a good time. We had a bag of squirming baby fingers. So a little callback to dead babies. That was always good. And uh, I got my ass kicked at Lords of Waterdeep. Well, I mean, did, were you, did you come in last? Yeah. Oh. Well. <laughs> yeah, I came in last. Okay. Well, else, I mean, Kevin and I had never played before, and we both looked at it afterwards and went, that's a damn good game. That was a lot of fun. Now that I know how it works, I'm totally going to play better next time. <laughs> I didn't feel bad losing. You know, it, it was, it's a good game. I liked it. I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, it's it's a, it's like, and Kevin mentioned about not getting into the water deep and the D&D themed games, but... It doesn't feel like a D and D themed game, unless you get into the meta. Yeah, if you, it's, it's play, orange, black, white, purple. Yeah, re- it's resources. It's meeples. worker placement, resources, and meeples and stuff like that. Right. If you just say thieves, wizards, clerics, that type of thing, the the rest of it's just trappings. It's just fancy gilding upon the rest of it. But that, it was a fun game. That's right. Word is, if I remember, I think Mo Tusano does not like the game. Seriously. Sort of. I think he has said oh. that before. I'm not sure. Did you literally if Mo just listens to us anymore. Well, if he knows it, if if he's still listening, he can correct me if I'm wrong. And I have talked to other people like I don't like it because they don't like the setup time, uh-huh. or some people just flat don't like worker placement games or resource sure. management like that. So that could be a turnoff. I could see. I could see that. I see. Yeah. What else, what else did we play, you guys? Uh, um, Lovecraft letter. Oh yeah, Lovecraft letter. That was a lot of fun. Yep. That was a damn good time. Yeah, that was fun. Um. Paris was that one card game? No, you weren't there for that. You weren't there for that. No, that was I wasn't. The bar, you left. Played set. Uh, Kevin and Joe played set. That's right. So if you're not familiar with set, it's kind of a mess, Menza kind of game where you flip cards over on a table and they have different color, different shape, different shade, and some have different. Like it might be two diamonds, three diamonds, right? Different color, different shade. And a set is having three of four commonalities or no commonalities. Oh, okay. Something like that. So you play, and what happens is if you see it, you say set, and then you grab the combination that would be a set. Um, and you, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know, man. I look at it and go, I could, you could stare at the, me, I could stare at the table for like 10 minutes and not see. I don't see anything. What is it with you people? Exactly. And then, you know, somebody could come in and go, oh, set right there. You know, it's these three. Yeah, it's a really good game. Uh, I think uh, Farmer ran some BX for the guys on Sunday before everybody <laughs> split down. So that was kind of cool. He saw did run. Pictures, saw some pictures of that. Oh, good. Yeah, he did run BX. So Sweet. Fun good little, filled weekend. Good little mini weekend vacation gaming goodness. Yeah, something. And, excuse me, let's see, GameHole.com, we've talked about submissions, those are open. Uh, we hope to get Alex's camera on the show. Um, Alex actually was gracious enough to let us actually play at the game hole. So, yes. once again, I was able to run Trail of Cthulhu at the head of Alex's gaming table in his wonderful confines there. That was awesome. <laughs> Alex is just awesome all around. A scholar and a gentleman. Yes. So hopefully we'll get him back on the show, talk a little bit about GameHole, what's new, what's cool. I think we might get Ed Greenwood back on, too. I hear he's hankering to talk to us, so let's see if we we might be able to make that happen. And um, let's see. Oh, Evercon. Our submissions opened up on June 1st, so this drops on the 6th. So by the time you hear this, we'll have uh, had our submissions open for about uh, five days, five, six days. So hopefully if you can make it to Evercon 2019, 
get out there. Link in the show notes, evercon.org, and see if you can get up there and run some games for us. That'd be cool. You got anything else, man? Evercon. Oh, my God. (laughs) You got any more announcements? No, I do not have any announcements. Let's random encounter, then. All right. Random of the encounter. We have a voicemail this week, Brett. Damn, all right. Who 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 called? Yeah. Yeah. GM Kojo. Oh, nice. Cool. You you Lay know it on him. Me. You know I him. I do. Lay it on me, brother. All right. Here we go. Hey guys. This is DM Kojo, Corey Gosman. Just wanted to give you a call and let you know how much I enjoy your show. Um I was kind of a late comer to the show. I just started listening last year and I've kind of been, you know, cherry picking episodes as I've gone along. But being a teacher and having summers off, I always try to commit to uh, going back and listening to the backlog of episodes of a given podcast uh, as I do my summer outdoor work and all that kind of stuff. So you guys have uh, won the sweepstakes, and you are going to be the podcast that I'm going to go back through and listen to back episodes on starting very uh, all the way back at the beginning. So I've actually already listened up through episode 12 and uh, really enjoying the older episodes. Um, episode 12 specifically, Game Balance. Um, I know this is a blast from the past from like three years ago, but just thought I'd give some thoughts on it. Game Balance to me, um, I'm very much with Brett on this. Um, I'm not too worried about Game Balance. I like when character classes are somewhat balanced in the idea that they all can contribute something of value. This is something I really like in Dungeon Crawl Classics is that every class feels like it has something unique that it can do that can be helpful to the party. Uh, but as far as encounters go, game balance, I don't worry about it at all. In fact, um, if an old school adventure says it's for levels 4 through 8 and my party's at level 2, I'm not afraid to throw them into that. I might tweak some things here and there, but uh, basically they have to play smart. And if they run into something tougher than they are, they have to run. Now, I do always leave them a way out, uh, multiple ways out, in fact, uh, if they are using their heads. But if they, uh, when it comes to combat, there is no balance in my book. Um, sometimes they're going to be vastly overpowering the enemy, and sometimes the enemy is going to be way more powerful than they can handle, and they got to take off and run. So uh, challenge ratings I don't have any interest in. Um, you know, I'm all about just throwing encounters out there and, making sure that uh, my players have a good time and that they have options to role-play their way out of things instead of just combat. So that's my thoughts on Episode 12, and uh, you probably get more thoughts along the way as I make my way through the uh, back catalog this summer. The topics are really thought-provoking and interesting, and uh, I'm really enjoying them. So keep up the great work, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. That's very kind of you, Kojo. Thanks, man. I can't hear you, Sean. Sorry, I had myself mu- muted. There while you I was go. Now like, you're better. Yeah, thanks, Corey. Um, that was very cool. Thank yeah. you. I, I, you know, he agrees with Brett. Well, every dog has his day. Yeah, this. I mean, even in the midst of the year of the <laughs> Kelly, halfway through year of the Kelly, I get a like. So that you makes know, me feel pretty good. It's all right. Um, I get it. So get there's it. game balance episode twelve. Holy shit! <laughs> Going back way back in the time machine. What will be interesting, actually, is Kojo and other people who have... I have not gone back and listened to, you know, everything we've done over the year. I've listened to every episode we've done. That's when we point. were That's when we were liberals. <laughs> oh, way, way, way back. <laughs> but anyway, it'd be interesting to see what uh, somebody like, uh, like Kojo or other people who are recently digging into the past who also happen to listen to some of the newer stuff to see... If anything's changed, I mean, there's. A, I'm actually tempted to go back and grab a couple of old episodes and see, do I even agree with myself anymore or if things changed? Because uh, we all grow and, you know, we learn new stuff as we go. So, very cool. Yeah. All right. Thank you again, Kojo. Next up, we got Blake Ryan. Emailed us about a Cold Shadows episode, which was the last one, 183. Uh, Blake says, good day. Um, cold Shadows. There's a lot of fun to be had in the Cold War. No mobile phones or internet. Makes you have to work harder to get information, and the quality of in- information is easily tampered. You could run a game around lead-up or fall out of key events. Prague Spring, Bay of Pegs, Moscow Olympics, for example. 
Since it's a game you're not limited to just history, you can add involved parties to the events to give your games more meat to chew on. For example, have MI5 or Mossad involved in the events leading up or the f- to or the fallout from the Cuban Missile Crisis. There are tons of bizarre little events that have happened you can also flush out. Example 1, the Stasi, East German secret police, have rooms full of jars with samples of people sent. These were taken to allow dogs to easily find people. So you can have a mission where you try to remove some, replace some, or discredit the whole practice. Example 2, a Bulgarian dissident was assassinated in 78 with ricin and a ridiculously nasty poison. So maybe your team are trying to rescue some doctor who was kidnapped to make the formula, or maybe you want uh, some, some more of it as leverage. Not everyone who crosses the line is out for cash in fiction or real life. Some did it because they were blackmailed. Others did it because they were generally believed in the ideology of their nation. Don't limit your side to K- CIA, KGB, or MI5, or replicas thereof. There are other agencies and cells from similar places with very different agendas, from the IRA, French intelligence, or PLO. <coughs> Excuse me. Other films you might want to reference Falcon and the Snowman, Munich, The Jackal, Man from Uncle, Firefox, and The Assignment. Fantastic fiction TV series to watch for Cold War life in the U.S. is The Americans. I've heard that, Sean. I've, I should have mentioned that. I had that in side notes, but I didn't bring it up. Yeah, I have uh, watched all The Americans up through season five, and I think season six is the current season, and I think I can get those on FX, nice. YouTube, or something. I think. Have access to that? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yes, he goes on. Aha, here we go. Uh, another good documentary series is Secrets of the Co- of War, Cold War, narrated by Charlton Heston. Secrets of War-Cold War, narrated by Charlton Heston. Mm. You can use plots for other games. So your B&E agent is hired by a bunch of heavy hitters from across the pond. You have to go with them to get a map and the details of a new weapon in R&D. You have to keep quiet about what you're, what you're up to is there's a chance that the score goes south. There, there are three nearby factions will get involved either want the score or just to kidnap you all. There is The Hobbit in Spy Genre. <laughs> nice. Very cool. Thanks, yeah. Blake. That's good stuff, man. Sandbaggers is another one, Blake. Oh, that's right. Sandbaggers. I, I don't know if we mentioned Sandbaggers or not, but I remember we, we talked about that a bit this weekend with Kevin and the guys, and that was the one that came up repeatedly in conversation. Yep. That, cool. that's, that you can find on YouTube. I don't think you can find it anywhere else. Yeah, I think you're right. All right. Next. Thanks, Blake. Next one. Good afternoon, Brett and Sean. With the tantalizing concept of our favorite monster potentially being the subject of the next show, whoops, assuming something does not come up and changes it this week, too. Ha ha. <laughs> but for, Foreshadowing. Yeah. This is, yeah. All right. No kidding. Um. So, moving on. But first, a little history. A few months ago, I talked with Brett about a game situation I was in because of the events that my players put into action. I had my players in my current game come across a town that was populated with wax constructs that fully believed they were human. Humans. The town was run by an individual known as Lord Huntington, and he was too human. This may not seem too odd, he but too, in, He too was human. He too was human. Oh, no, no, he was too, and he too was human. Ah, yes, okay, never mind, anyway. Lord Huntington's a human. Carry on. Yes. This may not seem too odd, but in my game, there are no humans. What? They all disappeared in this world's history about 60 years ago. The wax people of the town, for reasons of xenophobia and settlement isolation, have not seen any other race of people in decades. Because of this, the group was imprisoned for social safety and for the group's safety. My group of players were not too happy about this, but they played along with... Uh, when one wax guard explained everything to them. Another group in this town are a patrol of six wax paladins of the human religious order, which act almost like religious police. The guards keep the people safe. These paladins keep the people safe from themselves. These paladins have enough power in this town that they can go anywhere they deem without Lord Huntington's okay, except in the Lord's Tower. They may only enter the courtroom, and that's it. The big deal in the town is this. There are outsiders in town that are not humans, and if the paladins find out, there will be big problems. So after a bit of panic on in the holding cells, one member of the group was attacked and infected with mind-controlling moss. The group called for the local priest for aid, and while the priest was present, the group tried to escape. This caught the attention of the paladins and ended up pouring oil in, on, paladin, on one paladin's helmet and it ignited the individual. 
Wax. All the wax. And melted the wax paladin, who ended up being a skeleton covered in wax in full plate armor. After torching three other paladins, the group made their escape with the priest, and when they were safe, they made a plan to return and assist the priest, and by extension the town, with getting rid of the paladins for good. Now, six sessions later, they returned to finish what they started. In the, re- in the time they were gone, a cult uh, rose up. In the time they were gone, a, ro- a cult rose up of the wax people who learned of the melting incident. They were the cult of the cleansing flame, and they believed that the lord of the town had lied to them and that they could be set free if they were to give their lives to the flame. Fun, right? The cults stormed the lord's tower with barrels of oil and torches. When they arrived, they caused such a large commotion, the paladins, back up to six members now, arrived to deal with the issue. This caused the cult leader to start throwing cups of oil all over everything and everyone, and soon... His flock followed. Then one lit torch and the tower was ablaze. About a week had passed in my game before the PCs decided to come back and find out about the turn of events and the monster of Huntington, which they came to realize was a large-sized monster that was made up of the melted cultist, the king's court, and the paladins. It was a large, partially melted beast that had sections of its body armored by full-plate armor and tower shields just under wax faces trapped in melted scenes of horror. (laughs) Its head was a combination of wax and skeleton. Sorry, keep going. Its large, bulky arms ended in shimmering points of skeletal hands holding long swords wrapped inside a waxy, bulbous fist. My players were legitimately scared. As Brett's laughing over there. (laughs) so i feel my favorite monster is the one you sell the best if i had to go with a type i'd go with either construct of undead both offer fun creative possibilities and i feel both are severely underutilized there's more to constructs and undead than iron golems and zombies oh go with either construct construct or undead love the show guys keep being awesome can't wait till game hole Hoping both of you can play in my Shadows of the Demon Lord game, The Harvest of Boima. VC, VC Young. Very cool. Thanks, VC. That's good. Yeah, VC and I had talked about the wax people thing and uh, the rampant creepiness thereof. So that's cool, man. That is very well done. And I got to say, um, as I said, spoiler, I've got a different topic for today. But I swear to God, or whatever God, that we will talk about monsters next. And I do believe that a piece you you forecasted here, you know, selling it is a big damn thing when it comes to monsters. So kudos to you, VC. Very good stuff. <coughs> All right. Next up is Ron Bishop Less is, left us a comment about Cold Shadows. And uh, you guys mentioned the succinctness of Cold Shadows. It contains 130 pages. That's great. So many RPGs have too many pages covering every little thing and some more. Holmes D&D had 48 pages. Metamorphosis Alpha has 38. Gamma World First Edition, 60. Esoteris, 88. Top Secret New World Order, 124. And many good games have less than 100. All these include rules, how to play, weapons, and monsters encounters. When a Kickstarter advertises the vast quantity of content and stretch goals, it turns me off. There's only so many hours in a day. For the more... The more efficient, the better. I'd rather have smaller, playable games with room for expansion, if needed, in future modules, articles, etc., instead of churning over the same 300-plus page book every few years. Keep up the great show. P.S. I find the narrative control aspects of this game very intriguing. Going to get a copy. Very cool. Awesome, there Ron. There? Yeah. Well, we sold one. Pow- <laughs> Power of Podcasting Man. Yeah. And they didn't even ask us to talk about it. We just thought it was a cool game we'd talk about. Yeah. Very cool. Yes, very nice. Thanks, Ron. And yes, mileage may vary, so note to self, send Ron a copy of Midgard, the campaign setting. <laughs> Whomp! I'll get, him a, I'll get him a hard copy of uh, Astonishing Swordsman Sorcerer's Hyperborea, which There's is actually thicker than DCC. Good Lord. Yeah. No, I get it, dude. That's, that's cool. That's very, very cool. Yeah, and it's, it's all <laughs> good. Me. Sean and I, just as a quick aside before we jump into the main topic next, is... Uh, we've been talking about different things to do. So if folks liked the Cold Shadows talk, even if it wasn't something that you'd want to hear all the time, if uh, 
t- take a look at a game system like that is something that you think is interesting in that type of format, the way we went through it, let us know. We'll be happy to do that type of thing again. Won't be something we have to do every week because that could get to be a bit much. But it's definitely something we had fun doing, and I would like to do it again if it's something that people would find worth listening to. So let us know. Yeah, there's plenty of podcasts out there that cover different games. That is for sure. And we certainly don't want to become necessarily a D&D podcast, though we do make a ton of references to the granddaddy of them all uh, because I think it's more of a common denominator than anything, really. Yeah. But, you know, there's also other games out there that we think that some people may want to just know that ex- that they exist. And that they're a little bit different, and sometimes you can learn. I think sometimes it's a, you can learn from some of those. Oh, yeah. I different mean, approaches to rules and how to approach different scenes or what have you. Even if you picked up Cold Shadow simply because, like, man, I have this thing I want to do in a Cold War. How would I set up an agency? How would I set up a thing like that? Well, shit. <laughs> it has all the right questions. It's got all the right stuff. Succinct to the point. And uh, if nothing else, I think it's like 15 bucks on drive-thru. It's a good thing to throw in your PDF collection to pull up every once in a while as a reference doc. So it's good stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Shall we? Yeah, let's get into the main topic. <laughs> All right, Brett. So. What are we talking about this week? Monsters? No, no. Oh, no. we're not. Well, maybe. We'll see how it all goes. Maybe it gets into monsters. <laughs> maybe it talks about the monster that is me. No, I'm kidding. No. That's a monster. <laughs> Hopefully not that bad. No. Anyway, so one of the things that happened amidst the, the fun and frivolity of our gaming weekend, which was a lot of fun, as I said, um, we've had my home gaming group, the guys I've been gaming with for like 25, 26 years now, I have noticed, and a couple of the guys... Something's not right. The crew, we've been having some weird conflicts, people not liking stuff. People are usually fairly easygoing about things. have been pissy about the stupidest shit. I've been getting angry. Well, at, well, hold on now. Er, no, hold on now. You're talking about getting angry about the stupidest shit. Mm-hmm. Now, now, let's be fair. It may be stupid to some, but not to all. Exactly. You're, go, you're going exactly where I am. Okay. Is that, so what's happening is that, that vision... He's doing this thing. Oh, that's just stupid. Why is he mad at this? Why is Brett upset about this? <clears throat> why is this person doing this? Oh, they're just being a dick. Why, why is he doing that? And um, It's because we're getting old. Probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, kinda, it came to a head recently where at the last Warhammer game, um, Roger Braslett asked me, because I, I tried to put up a community at first to chronicle kind of how the campaign itself was going. And I failed miserably at that. And one of the reasons why I just didn't have it in me to keep it accurate, and I, I kind of, partly I want to share this too because I feel like oh, I owe Roger and anybody else who's actually trying to watch that community a reason why it didn't happen. So, <clears throat> so one of the problems I was having was that I was having a good time with Warhammer. Most of the other guys seemed to be having a good time, but there is or was an underlying something wrong, and nobody was willing to talk about it quite frankly. So what happened is one of our members got very upset and hurt by some betrayal activity that happened in the game. Now, is Roger, is, how is Roger involved? Roger's only involved peripherally because he was trying to monitor the campaign. Like, hey, from the outside, I was supposed to be posting notes in this community and talking about it. And I did a little bit, and I, then I stopped. And Roger very kindly asked me, he's like, hey, is this community dead on Google Plus? I'm like, yeah, I should probably... Probably explain kind of what happened. So the community is for your game group or just the game itself? The community was for uh, gaming BSers who were actually interested in following the campaign. I see. And it okay. completely fell apart. My bad. And, and so, so, so for folks that were members of the group, they would be either your game group and or uh, spectators of the yes, game. Yes, that gotcha. was the idea. Gotcha. Okay. So where was I? Oh, yeah, one of our members got um, – there was some betrayal happened in the game. And uh, kind of got pissed off about it. And we thought, ah, that's stupid. Why, why, why should that person be angry? That doesn't make any sense. We used to play like this all the time. Well, the person who was hurt um, was grown up enough to say, here's the problem. And laid it out. And we all went, wow, I didn't know that. We're not the same we were 25 years ago in our 20s. 
where you'd, you know, drink a bottle of wine and run a game of vampire, and that's just what you did. Things have happened. People have changed. All right, cool. We'll, we'll adjust for that. We'll adjust for that. Well, that gets the rest of us thinking, you know, what else is wrong? Because that can't possibly be the only thing. And uh, <clears throat> from my side of the screen, basically, I was starting to feel, it dawned on me, and I mentioned it to you and the, and the guys this weekend, I feel really unfucking appreciated. Like, I drive three hours one way to run for you assholes, and somebody's pissed off at me, you don't like my game, you don't like game with me, but you don't have the spine to tell me to my face, fuck you guys, and I, like, I'm angry. I'm, like, angry, angry, angry. And I sat on it for a while, <clears throat> and I got a couple texts from the guys, like, hey, why'd you kill a campaign? What are you doing about this? You know, we should talk. I'm like, I'm not fucking talking to these people. I'm pissed. It's not happening. I get home. My wife's like, what's the matter? Something wrong? I said, well, I had a good time with the guys. We had, we had a lot of fun playing Lords of Waterdeep. Had a really good time. It was great fun. She's like, no, what's wrong? So I explained to her what's up. She's like, so you're going to call and fix it? So th- wait a minute. So this bubbled up this past weekend? Yeah. Oh, so this is why you were all kind of irked over on yeah, Saturday, the, yeah, right? Yeah, at the tail end of Saturday. I was well, it's kind of was. I kind of thought, I'm like, Brett seems pretty kind of like perturbed at this point. And I'm like, maybe did I slip him a bad burger? No, no. The burgers like, were good. <laughs> I tell him, like, go pound sand in Waterdeep or no, like, no, no. hey, man, I'm kicking your ass so bad and you get all pissy about it. So I didn't know that something else was in the mix, man. Yeah. So that, okay. So that's the other piece, right? Right. That kind of all comes down to we got to talk about stuff. So Susan says, "Are you going to call him?" I'm like, "No, fuckers can call me." <laughs> so what happened? How did how so did, how so, did this come to light Saturday though? So I get a text from one oh, of the guys that says, "Hey, text message. Hey, I'd like to I'd like to run a Star Wars game next after you're done with Warhammer." Oh, I'm like, "I fine, fuck it. Y'all don't like my game? Dead. Campaign's dead. Oh, fuck you guys. Play Star Wars." Because, again, it's been, this has been building up for a while, and I'm angry now. And, and uh, I do know, and my wife knows this, and she reminded me, that if I get mad enough, I have a burn-it-down-salty-earth approach to some problems. <laughs> Which, um, as I learned from The Simpsons and Ned Flanders, it's not necessarily good at, you know, as Homer Simpson. Well, it's good that you're taking, you're taking therapy lessons from The Simpsons. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, um, so my wife knows I do that. So she said something. I'm like, nah, those fuckers can call me bastards. Fuck those guys. So I wake up Sunday and I'm like, I got to call my friends. <laughs> like, because it sinks in while you're sleeping. Like, I've known these guys for almost 30. I've known most of them for over 30 years at this point. We've been gaming yeah. friends for 26. I got to yeah, call man, these people. They're the super group, man. Yeah. I'm like, what, what the fuck is going on? And I'm like, you know what? I'll call the first guy. So I call the first guy and explain, explain, explain. Now wait a minute. Before you go too down the road, like yeah. is this is this all been, or maybe that's the suspense. Like, does everybody know that this is a, the deal? Yeah, like, we've had, this we've is had not going to be a surprise to anybody when they listen to the show. I don't think so. Oh, I'd, okay. be I'd be surprised if they were surprised. Okay, I was just curious. Like you know, I won't mention any names, but it'd no, be, no, no. So so we talk uh, we talk about okay. it and yeah. we start hashing it out. Right, and we're like, look, you need to call the other guy and really lay it out. Right. I'm like, okay, cool, I'm going to do that. So all these guys are going to be listening to this show going, yep, I know that guy. They don't listen to us, That was dude. me. They, they don't? Listen, they None don't of them? I doubt it. Really? Highly doubt it. At this uh, point, they hear me talk all the time. Well, they're, That's days. probably true. They're probably burned out on Brett's voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Most like my children. Everybody uh, else around, people I work with, people work for me. Anyhow, what it all comes down to is I was pissed off. I was hurt, honestly. I was emotionally really upset because it felt like my gaming group had turned their back on me. Didn't want me to run for them. Didn't want me at the table. And instead of saying something about it, instead of having the hard conversation, saying, look, what is wrong? What don't you like? What's going on? I just sat there and stewed on it for a month or two. Oh, is that long? Oh, yeah. You only get together once a month. So oh, I suppose. You show up at the end of one month, you're like, God damn, what the fuck is wrong with those guys? Fine, it'll be better. And then you cool down, the next one shows up, and you're like, ah, send them again. You know, you get angry about it. Yeah. So <clears throat> the frustration, the anger, the hurt feelings, there were hidden opinions. One of my one of my friends was saying, you know what, I should have said I don't like this sooner. I should have said, I'm not having any fun with this game. I like the story, I don't like the game system. I would rather we did something else. Hey, when you gave us options of which game to play, I should have voted the way I wanted to. Instead of just going with what everybody else wanted. I see. I said, okay. 
It, well, no, um, hold on. No, hold on. No, remember your thought because I don't want right. to sidetrack you. But isn't it interesting that you've known these guys for as long as you have, mm-hmm. right? And had the relationship and gone through, you know, life events on and off around and, you know, outside of gaming and all this other stuff. And they're still worried about saying something. Yeah. I mean, we all were. I mean, I was, I get worried too. Cause you're like, oh man, you know, Brett just changed jobs, a lot of high stress. Back when I got divorced, <clears throat> you know, it, that was stressful. That right. was like 15 plus years ago. Right. And, Hey, so and so is oh they're, they're pregnant. They got a baby coming. Oh, they're changing job. Oh, they're moving. Yeah. There's always stuff, you know. Right. And you worry about <clears throat> worry about hurting somebody or upsetting them. And what we did was basically we just crushed it down. And then you start talking to the couple confidants in the group. Right. So and so is pissing me off. I hate it when he does that. Yeah. You know, you start having those conversations instead of the ones you should. Which is with the larger, per- which is either with the person specifically who upset me. Like I said, I've known these guys for like thirty years, right? So I should talk to him for Christ's sake. I see this person all the time, constantly talking to this person. Why am I not talking about this? <clears throat> and it was through that conversation that I'm like, okay, this is what we got to do. And at the end of things, it's fine. We came through, and one of the things that we realized in these conversations is that we're all a lot older. <laughs> Than we used to be. <laughs> and that means that there is there are things now in life that are much harder for us to have to deal with than we've had to deal with before. So uh, my mom has early onset Alzheimer's. So depending on how it goes when I go up to town, up to my hometown to talk to the guys, hang out, game with them. If I go in, I'm talking, if I'm talking to my dad, like, hey, I'm coming up. I want to check in on you and mom, see how things are going. And sometimes my dad's crying because he's so upset about mom. And that's fucking stressful because I grew up, you know, Dad, Superman, you know, he's undefeatable. He's the strongest man in the world. He's your dad, you know. And that's rough. I keep thinking, my mom's losing her mind. That's terrible. So that gets in your head, and you think about that stuff. And then another friend of mine, his his dad was sick for a while. Got better. Somebody else, you know, hey, their kid's having trouble about something. we got to figure that out. Oh, I can't show up to game tonight because, you know, something at work hit me. And my buddy's getting crushed at work. He doesn't want to bring work to the game. But he shows up to the game after sixty hour a week, you know, and he's exhausted because we're all in our forties now and we don't bounce like we did when we were twenty. We also have responsibilities like fucking crazy compared to yeah. when we were twenty. Adult adulting. Right? <clears throat> yeah, real honest to God adulting stuff. Yeah. And I guess we came up with some plans like, hey, you know what we one of the things we have is that when we get together to game, <clears throat> we used to do a thing where back when we were younger, I would show up Friday night. We go out to the bar. Somebody is a de- designated driver. The rest of us get fucking hammered, and we just bullshit for a night. We pack in the driver's car, dump us off at home, sober up, and we would get back together to the game at 5 o'clock on Saturday. And we did some variation on that theme. Always, It changed now. We're not that stupid anymore. But the, hey, how's it going talk has become that almost required friend therapy thing that we need and like to do for each other. So if I'm having a really fucked up time at work and something's pissing me off, or I'm thinking about changing jobs, not now, but, you know, back in the day when you're thinking about doing that, it was, this is a group of guys that I've known forever that you want to talk about this stuff with. <sighs> but you show up and you're like, you want to get right to the game and you want to go because you just drove three hours where let's game, let's go. And then two hours into a four or eight hour session, Somebody says something that reminds you of this other thing, and then you start digressing. You start talking about this work problem or some stupid thing with your kid at school. And not that the guys don't care, but they're like, do you have to talk about it now? And a couple of us are like, well, yeah, fuck you. I'm going to talk about it now because you're my friends. Goddamn, why aren't you listening to me? You know. So, But the guys are like, you know, we could do this in a different format. We could make more time. Hey, maybe we get together sooner in the day. Instead of waiting till five six o'clock at night to game on Saturday, we all pretty much free up Saturday. Maybe we get together sooner in the day, spend a couple of hours. Maybe we all go to lunch. Maybe we do something different. Let's make sure that we're doing that thing that we seem to crave and need, so that one, it doesn't necessarily interrupt the game because we really take our gaming very seriously, but also crack into those pieces so that that frustration, anger, and those hurt feelings, which are all based on. Basically, not wanting not wanting to drag something 
out, right? Not wanting to have the hard conversation. So I think it was, it was really painful. It was not fun. I spent many hours on the phone on Sunday. But I think at the end of all things, it was absolutely worth it. It wasn't fun to have to say, hey, I think you and these other guys don't want me at the table anymore. Is that true? That's a hard thing to ask a bunch of people you've gained with for 20-plus years. You know, why don't you like me anymore is essentially the, is essentially the question. And that's, that's tough. That, that's a hard thing to, to say. And, you know, it wasn't just Brett being the big guy. Like, oh, he's going to lead the charge. They all started. They're texting me. They're calling me. We're having conversations back and forth. So everybody went, you know, fuck all this. We're friends. We're not going to do something stupid here. Let's fix the problem. <sighs> and I think there's a, the strength and credit to my group and my friends, just to pat us all on the back for a second, is that when we did realize that there was a problem and people started to crack, the texts go out, the phone calls happen, call me, what's going on, we need to talk, hey, I want to help you out, let's get back together, let's talk about this thing. And that was that, that's critical to keeping the group together. People have asked me over the years, how do you keep a group together for 26, almost 30 years? And this is one of those things. As you grow and you change and responsibilities in life hit you, when shit starts to break like this and you're all friends you've known each other all this time sometimes you've got to put in the extra time to do this type of thing so i guess the moral of the story sean is that oftentimes we'll talk about you know problem players and uh, we always say talk you know talk to the game master talk to the players what's going on why is this why is that and uh i was becoming a problem player at my own table right i was becoming belligerent and angry with people because of reasons that had nothing to do with them, really. <laughs> but it was all because of something that just wasn't being discussed. And I know it's kind of corny, touchy-feely, but it's it's true. You, we've got to talk about this stuff. Does that make sense? A little therapy for me there, Sean. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's fine, man. That's what this is all about, dude. I just kick back on the couch and... <laughs> You know, you can't see my, him, but he actually has a cigarette in one hand and a pencil. And a pencil. A, I'm yes. sitting. I'm in a lounge chair yes. with uh, my pad of paper in Litter Box Studios. That's right. There we are. Yeah. Well, Do you have the, any le- the lesson I think I've learned is you just you just never question it, and you always just do what Brett wants. <laughs> and you're always you smile with happy face, and you Thanks. show up like this is the greatest game on earth, and it's no matter what the rules set. So when Brett rip you know whips out fatal, <laughs> whoa whoa you're easy like, now you're like yay yeah want to play that yeah this nice. is gonna be great. Well, now you and I have to have a talk now. Look what you apparently, did. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> have you ever had anything like that? You, know, you, don't to, you don't have to dive deep, dude. It's not. No, it's not. fine. It's fine. I mean, I've gone through the therapy already, Brett. Okay, I just yeah, want to check. Yeah. I just want to make sure you're. Yeah, okay. I'm. A, I'm. A, I've moved on to uh, drinking, medicine, yeah, <laughs> drugs, alcohol. Um, I, I, there. So there are guys. See, so I grew up, and I mentioned this on the show a few times. There's guys that I know that I've known as long as Brett, you know, or maybe a little bit longer. We could, we could compare sizes, but nonetheless. But I don't game with a lot of those guys now for a few different reasons. Um, I think it's, you know, they found what they like to do, and I've got what I like to do, and sometimes it just doesn't align. But we don't have any ill will feelings to each other. We, mm-hmm. we don't, we don't, we tried gaming for a while. That's how I got back into the hobby. And, but now everybody's got different schedules and different things going on. And, even just more focus, but you know, I've got other people I game with now. So I don't know if it's like growing out of a game group, um, you know, and it, and the reasons that may come about vary. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think, I think there's a sense of fear about it. Cause I think that's why sometimes people hang on to game groups that they don't gel in. Yeah, there's the over I time. Mean, that that was actually a, a you know part of what what hit me was I'm like I could do the fuck you guys. I have other people to play with me. I mean, I could find other people to game with. Right. <clears throat> but you know, well, so there th- we had this debate, right? But me and my my personal friends because we grew up. I mean, Jesus Christ! I played baseball with Jeff when he was like I mentioned Jeff on this show before. I'm I've known Jeff since I was. 
five or six. And I'm no spring chicken now, ladies and gentlemen. And he's the only guy, I said this, he's the only friend of mine that knows when my parents, he knew my parents when they were actually married. And I don't think there's a single person, little single friend that can say that, that I know. And as we grew up and as, I mean, they got me into D&D and role-playing games. And the thing is, is that we would kind of debate this piece where do you get together with your friends because they're your friends and gaming happens to be that thing that just brings you together so you can hang around each other. Or is it you like to game and you like to game with those people because you just know them and you, your, your kind of Trump is uh, your, your Trump card for those that play Euchre. Um, and for you, for folks that don't know, Hey, just bear with me. Nice. But is it, is it, or is it the game that, you know, the, the gaming that you want to do and that the friends are there, but there are other friends as well. And so as things went on, cause we would say, you know, we, we, we would want the combination. I want to play with these guys or girls and we want to play this game and that's great. But I think, but there's always a person that may not show up or, it kind of crumbles. You get a new player because one person can't show up and then you get into the game and it's really not the game you want to play. So like expectations, I think as we grow older are higher. I think that's in general. That's why a lot of well, shit that, doesn't age well. Right. Yeah. And we've talked about, you know, our free time is more precious now. Very, very, yes. Very good and, point. And that was part of my, my heartburn, right? Like I said, as I said, you know, I drive three hours one way to hang out with people and yeah, then but to you not don't, have them want to be there. You yeah, feel but, like, really? You know, but, but you don't prep Brett. So who gives a shit? Oh, oh I'm just kidding. But Man. you don't prep. Cause see, Brett could say, I drive three hours. I prep for two days. See, you can't play that <laughs> card where most of us have to like, Hey man, I prep for this game. Whatever. My feelings matter. Dick. They, they do. I know. And the whole lesson no, I, of this episode I, I, is that Brett, I, I'm going to title this. Brad has feelings. Brad has feelings. <laughs> it's true. Brad has a heart. I do. Indeed. Some, that only took 194 shows. Yeah, and he's proved he cares. But we broke him down, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we broke him down. He's caved, and he's 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 human. Well, so jokes <laughs> jokes about feelings <laughs> and such aside, which I know some people may find a little, you know, not, hey, not it, quite nice. But it's a little humor. That's all. It is it taking a serious is. topic and just kind of like levy, levy, levity, 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 levity. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, there's one of the things that I've always felt is very special about my group <clears throat> is that we have we have a really cool mix where, hey, we've been in each other's weddings. We have, you know, shown up the day after the kids are born. We always, you know, hey, so-and-so is going to be there. Hey, I'll go to the karate tournament to see your kid. Or, I'll, hey, I'll go do that. Hey, I'll help you move. I want to, you know, be part of a gaming convention. Fine, I'll do that too because you're doing it. I'll help you do that thing. <laughs> so we have a good friendship outside of outside of the game as well. And I think that dangerous is too strong a word, but I think um, the tensions become perhaps even more so sometimes when it gets weird or when something's wrong. More is at stake perhaps is a better way to put it. Simply because it's not, it's not just. I don't just go up there to game with them. I go up there to hang out with them. Yeah, and we get together once a month because we care about each other. We're we're as close as families you can get without being family. So it does make sense that you know <laughs> if you're part of a family, you haven't had a family drama yet. You you <laughs> good for you. But it makes sense that there, you're going to have these moments where you've got to get together and talk. And I would say even if. <coughs> excuse me, very much excuse me, um, even on a lesser level, Sean and I are gaming with Kevin, and we've got, you know, a third person, uh, excuse me, a fourth or fifth person playing with us, and there's a problem. It behooves us to talk to that person instead of everybody trying to sweep the thing under the rug, everybody trying to just make nice, or it'll work, it'll be okay. There's levels of what people are able to tolerate or willing to tolerate, but I think... My my case is probably very extreme. At least it was for me. Um, but it it's it was definitely if not even if it's you take the friendship component. Well, not can't take the friendship piece out, but it was worth every difficult few hours I spent on the phone on Sunday to have those talks. It was absolutely worth it. And I just I think it's I think it's worth putting the time in to have the conversation. We were ready to say, you know what, if this doesn't work. 
if I don't want to, if you really don't want me there, okay, I just need you to say so. And we were, no, 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 that's not the case. Let's talk about this, because dead serious, if you guys want a game and not game with me, I can take a break and come back. We could do something different. Do you want to run a game I don't give a shit about? Maybe we do something different. So we talked about all different permutations and so on of that. And I think it was, it was like I said, deep, a deep, hard conversation, but it was worth having. Do you think, Brett, mm-hmm. because I think sometimes in certain situations when they're really kind of tense, uh, there's a lot kind of at the table. Uh, um, do you, I mean, and this is, this is not a judgment call on any of the people involved by any means, but, you know, it, it can be very difficult for people to be completely honest. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right, because we don't want to crush somebody or we don't want to convey something where that person feels crushed. We may not think it's that soul crushing, but we know that that person may misinterpret it, whatever the, 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 the scenario. So having gone through what you did this past weekend in that group, do you think that every like everybody knows exactly where everybody stands and everybody's been very candid and very open so that in two weeks there isn't something hidden? So <clears throat> I think we're probably 85 to 90% there. So when we get together next time um, to game, um, we talked about it, and I'm like, look, didn't get everybody on the phone. So some people are like, eh, it's, you know, we can figure this out or whatever. So how do I say this? So basically what's going to happen next time we get together, we're going to say, look, here's the deal. Here's where we're at. This is where, this is what we talked about. A couple of you weren't available. I need everybody up to speed. This is where the group is at right now. I don't want anybody to be mad. I don't want any hurt feelings right now. Let's just talk about this. Are we cool? Are we good? Are we ready to, like, can we move on, you know? And right. I told them all, I said, I'm going to kill the Warhammer campaign. I said, it was fun for a while. It had, great, it had some really cool, very fun moments. But it became kind of, that event was kind of a lightning rod piece. And I said, let's just kill it. It's a fucking game, man. We can cancel that campaign, play a different campaign for a while. I'll let somebody else run. I don't care. I'll play Star Wars. And I don't care. I mean, I don't like Star Wars much, but hey, it's with my friends. I'll play. I'll game something, you know. I'll, I'll, well, I'll just sit on the ship and shoot stuff. Well, and is that is that acceptable, Brett? Because you say that. Oh, yeah. No, you know, because... I, you, know, the, you know what I'm saying, though. You know oh, where no, I'm no, going. No, I, I yeah. totally get it. Yeah. yeah. It's my It's cho- kind of like, well, I don't really like it, but fuck it. I'll play it anyway. No, because I um, I had the conversation with the guys, and I said, look, you know, I'm just going to treat it like a con game. I'm going to come in and treat this like a convention event. You know, I'm going to try this game. I haven't played, I think I want to play West End Game Star Wars, which I have not played since high schoolish. Mm. I'm like, you know what? Let's go. I've not played this in forever. Let's just take it for a run. And let's let's see how it goes. If I don't like it, I'll bow out. They're like, yeah, that's cool. The guy who wants to run it said, that's totally fine, but if it's not your thing, that's fine. No hard feelings. So we're going to talk all that out. Where I talk about all that stuff and make sure everybody <clears throat> says their piece and make sure everything is clean. Now, is there a potential that you don't get it all out? Right? Yeah, it's there. There's always the chance that somebody has something they don't want to talk about. And that's fine and that's fair. You know, not everybody wants to say, hey, this is a personal problem I have. And that's, in, and that's coloring what's happening to me right now or how I'm treating you guys. I'm not saying that's the case. I don't even know if that's the case. But if it is, some people may not want to do that, and that's and that's fine. <clears throat> I think, though, that just by a number of us recognizing and talking about the thing out loud with the whole crew and saying, look, ladies and gentlemen, here's the deal. We want to make sure we're still having fun, having a good time. Here's what we want to do. What do we think as a group if we take these steps, get together a little earlier in the day, maybe get together Friday night and have dinner, just go to lunch on <coughs> game night or game day. Go to lunch first. Hang out. Go to the Great Dane up in the up in the hometown. Get a beer. Get a burger. Hang out for a bit, and then go to the game. Maybe we do that. But put put a plan together that everybody's willing to at least try. And we could get to a point where I may say, you know what? I really, honest to God, I don't like Star Wars enough. I'm not going to play. Is that okay? 
and and bring it up. And if somebody gets upset by it or whatever, you know, you, you don't want to kill the group. But I think by talking it all out with enough history that we have, I think it's it's a solvable problem. I think because we grabbed onto it early enough, even though we let it fester for a couple months, we realized there was a problem, dove into it, and I think it's solvable. And everybody wants to solve it. I the we don't lie to each other very well, which is one of the reasons why we can all tell there was a problem. You know, when you're hiding something, um, we, we've known each other for too damn long. You can tell there's something up. So I think uh, I think it's solvable. Does that answer your question? It does. I just wanted to make sure because, you know, it. I mean, that lot. You come back, you're all upset again, do you? Well, no. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> it's all good. I think you handle it any way you can, but it's just. Some people, you don't want to hurt people's feelings. I think a lot of people inherently, I mean, there are people that do that, but I don't think they're self-aware. And so they don't get the social cues. They don't understand that. And frankly, they probably don't have a lot of good, good friends because they're just too crass. They're too harsh. Some appreciate it, but at the same time, you know, if you go to them for advice, it might be great, but it may not be go to them some people just want to, hey, I want to just vent. I want yep. you to say yes, even though you may not agree with me, because I just want to be self-assured or reassured. Yeah, I need, I need right. to be heard. I don't need you to solve this problem. Just listen to the problem. Right. You know? Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like, yeah. And I know so, somebody probably has listened to this and one thought, fucking A, Brett, shut up. Well. Um, and somebody else, probably, which they probably think all the time anyway. And somebody else has probably heard it and said, well, I think what you should have done was X, or perhaps there's a better way to account for it. And this is where I've known I've known this group for a long time, so I think what we're trying to do and how we're going to go about it, um, some of it's kind of private, so I don't want to talk about all the Uber right. gross-ass details. It's nobody else's business. But no. I think what we're going to do makes sense and fits what we want to do. And I guess at the end, I encourage everybody listening, you know, if you're having anything similar, go talk about it. I've talked to other people who've asked me offline from here. I'm having trouble with X. And I'm like, well, I'll just simply go talk to them. And it's very easy. It's an easy thing to say. It's an easy statement. A very easy statement to yeah. make. Because it's, and it's a very true statement. But, it, fuck, it is hard sometimes. Very, very hard to pull off. Especially with people you've known for a long time. You've been friends with since the last time your parents were married. It can be hard to have that discussion. But it's... Uh, Anyway, in my opinion, it's worth trying, at least. So, anyway, that's all I had. Next week, we'll talk about something fun and not depressing. So, well, I think it's a sense of, uh, I th- Brett, you are not the only one that has ever seen, no, ever but, happened to have this. Oh, absolutely, to absolutely you, not. Right? It's it's just one of those things where I thought, you know, I should bring this up, just because it's not just me. Right. And um, I think it's worth it. Was, or it's it worth is, saying. or it is. I mean, it's. Ha- I mean, it's happened to you. You've gone mm-hmm. through it, and so some people are like, probably like, you know, maybe they don't, they don't know what to do or how to do it, and mm-hmm. yeah, or you don't want to be dismissive. <laughs> no, yeah. you don't, and that yeah. that's, yeah, you're, you're right. There's, it's, it's a weird, it's a fine line to walk, and, uh, but I think it's, it's definitely worth talking about, and I think. When I say talk about it, all the conversations that I've had have been open, honest. There's no yelling. There's no name-calling. There is, you did X, and that caused me to feel a certain way. Let's talk about that thing. Yep. There was not, you hurt me, you fucker, right? It's your fault. I'm mad at you. Say you're sorry. That attitude, all of us who've had conversations talked about it and we were very clear that we're trying to solve a problem here so we're not here to blame hurt and slam and tear the other guy a new ass because they may they may have made a mistake they didn't even understand that they made right so it was it's an intelligent intelligent discourse back and forth as intelligent as we get anyway and uh, respectful and i think respectful is key yeah uh, respectful conversation it has gotten us from a very rocky spot in my gaming group and my friend's uh, setup to what I think is going to be a much better place at the end. So all good, hopefully. All so I have, a, I have a question for you, Brett. Yeah, man. 
So I know these are your friends. Mm-hmm. No, I know nobody's questioning that. I know you've gamed with them a long time, but I dare you to question that. No, but do you feel? But do you feel? I guess if you didn't have those guys, mm-hmm. you would still game. Yes. Okay. Yeah. This if if for some quite honestly horrible reason that group fell apart that didn't exist. It's going to happen at some point. Someone's going to die, right? Move away, not be able to. Something's going to happen. But what if somebody came up to you and said they just don't want to game with your group? Okay. I've had that happen before, and they've left. You know what I'm saying? I guess my point is is that there could come a day where the the, – maybe this is – maybe it's crazy. Maybe it's just completely not even a possibility. Like it's to even think of it is ridiculous, but there could become a day where you guys just don't game together. Yeah, that's possible. Or for whatever reason, if that happens, I like. Um, that doesn't mean you guys are any lesser friends. No, absolutely not. Right? Absolutely not. I've got guys I used to uh, deer hunt with that I don't deer hunt with anymore. I've got guys I used to ride motorcycle with that I'm still friends with. I don't ride motorcycle anymore. Right. Uh, I still talk to Henry. You've ridden bike with Henry and I, I yeah, and Henry. Henry's still a great guy. No intention of not being friends with Henry, you know, right. and all that stuff. So there's no reason that would change. Right. We could easily just find a different group to game with, though, if right. I had to. So that's been the situation I've had had occur. Yeah. Where, you know, so I had a, I mean, a game, a game group that, I mean, I w- for me to say that I brought them all together might be a little over the top, but I think I've played an instrumental role with creating a group, and some have moved on. And, but that a lot of the core members of that group are still gaming, and I'm not with them. And now it's a little different situation because I haven't known them for 20, 30, 40 years. But still, I mean, there's a sense of, no, I get where you're going. Well, so, I mean, I ran into them at GameholeCon. Oh, okay. In November, yeah. And, and a majority of them showed up. Um, no animosity towards them. I think there's something in the back of my brain that kind of wonders – a little. I know why I wasn't originally gaming with them anymore. Mm-hmm. I know that I know the catalyst, but there was a point where I kind of went back to those guys and said, "Hey, I'm kind of done sitting on my ass and being without a game. So, you know, you guys got a chair at the table, and now not to make up and be disillusioned or or make up some weird story, but I mean, as far as I know, it's kind of like." I mean, it wasn't like, hey, everybody's standing at the doorway rolling out the red carpet, welcoming me in with a you know platter of champagne and hors d'oeuvres. Mm-hmm. Which is the only proper way to welcome Sean, well, by the way. You know, note, note to the folks that are out there. Um, but yeah, they, they, we've kept in touch somewhat, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't, I don't like hold that against them. I do have that question like, hey, like you guys are just fed up with me or whatever the case is or... You know, I don't know. They continue to game, as far as I know. But, you know, I've moved on. You know, there's a... We've talked about this before, is that if you have a shitty gaming group, it's easy... Not easy, but it's easier now, in my opinion, than it ever has been, to find a new group. There's Roll20, there's Google Plus communities, there's a gaming BS community for Carnival. You can find somebody out there to game with. You can. Hell, Hobbs will run a game for you. They'll run a game for anybody. yeah. You can play it with you can play with Hobbs <laughs> at the very least. <laughs> Kick in a couple bucks to his Patreon, and you're, and you're in. in. And you're in. But, but anyway, point is, is that you can find online games now a lot easier than you ever could before. You find good, on, very good online games now. It doesn't mean that it's still easy. It's easier insofar as that it's simpler to find new groups. Um, Sean and I talk about back in the day. You, oh. if you lost your group, you were without a group. You were just fucking done. There were six guys and maybe two women you knew in all of high school that gamed, and if they didn't want to play with you, you were fucked. There was nobody else to play with. So, <coughs> excuse me, until you moved away to college and made new friends and finally admitted that you were a gamer. So anyhow, that doesn't make it hurt less, and that doesn't mean that there aren't questions and so on. But um, I think that if something were to happen in my group, didn't want to, couldn't anymore, or... You know, if I couldn't make it, I, I'm the guy that drives the farthest. If there was a job change or something happened, I could not physically make it. I'd be like, carry on without me. I'll, I'll just keep gaming down here. Tell me how it's going and do your thing, guys. 
I bear none of them any ill will, and I think that they should just, you know, if for some reason we had to part ways, it would really suck, and I'd be pretty bummed out. Won't lie. But uh, I'd still game. I wouldn't give up the hobby. All right. Shall we? Yeah, let's get into die roll. Die roll it up. All right. D-roll. So I got a few this week. Yeah, and I got nothing. I was too so, busy venting my spleen, apparently. I'm sorry. That's so, all right, Brett. Numero uno, how Tolkien created Middle Earth. An article on The Guardian by Samantha Shannon. Uh, check that out. Pretty interesting read. It's kind of, I, I think, isn't it kind of one of those, uh, Sean, didn't you read it? No, I was going to say, I... I love Tolkien, so I see this stuff. I'm like, wow, this is kind of cool. I have seen a number of different how he created, what he did type of things. So I haven't had a chance to to parse through this, but I'm curious to dive into it a little bit simply because it's interesting to see if there's anything new or different. Well, I think, didn't Chris Tolkien put out stuff like like books? Yeah, Christopher Tolkien put out a number of different things around it. So About like, hey, these were really meant to be like this, but they ended up being like that. Yeah, I mean, I remember vaguely Noldor elves being called gnomes at one point and various other things. Right. There's some of the ancient, ancient texts of the times. But yeah, no, it's it's interesting, if nothing else, to see the creative process or how things have changed or what they were. And the other thing that could be fun, if you want to take a really pure gamer approach to it, is talk about a cool way to make Middle-Earth your own. Oh. Find an original piece. Take the Middle-Earth setting. High elves or gnomes. Okay, what does that mean in D and D? It means this thing now. Now it's this race. You can you could take this stuff, and you could turn it into something. You could make it a gameable alternate history. You could do an alternate history of Middle Earth if you wanted to with this type of stuff. So the potential's there if you want to put the work into it. I think. Number two, Dungeon Decisions by Sursa Victory on hmm. Twitter. So Sursa Victory posted this uh, Google document. Um, I think they post every once in a while. They'll make something for their game or campaign or reference sheet or whatever, and they'll just post it on Twitter and say, hey, this is what I came up with, so if you want to use it, go ahead. This is cool. Things like, you know, resource trade, dilemma, blind decisions, handcuffing decisions, choice of, excuse me, choice of actions now versus later. Ah, cool. Nice. I like that. Yeah. That's good stuff, dude. Uh, Third one, if you've been living under a rock... Um, and not tuned in with the news, Gaming uh, and, news that is. and you're listening to this a, a year later, Wizards of the Coast announced a new adventure path called uh, Dragon Heist is one book. I think that's going to take you to fifth or sixth level, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right. And then Waterdeep Dungeon of the Mad Mage, I think will take you from like six to 20. Yeah, all the way to 20. That was the, that was the most thing. Oh my God, I can get to 20th level. And honestly, Brett's first thought was, Fuck me, what, 20th level? Oh my, I've never played a character at 20th level. That's crazy. And for those of you that are not familiar with Waterdeep in the dungeon, it was the biggest dungeon underneath the city that had ever been at that point, I think. Yes, it was. So it's a huge, going to be a huge dungeon crawl, apparently. I've got the uh, original box sets that they put out, Under Mountain and Under Mountain 2. I pull them out from time to time when I need a big chunk of something. Right. They they make if you've got a city, like um I needed some maps for this the city beneath the city for Avalon and whatever, like, hey, here's a good thing. Whomp, you pull that sucker down. Many ages of uh dungeon crawling fun. Yeah, so look for that. I don't know, later this year, I imagine, twenty eighteen. Uh the last one, Dungeons and Dragons, Art and Arcana which is featured on Gizmodo. So they're releasing a, an art, a book of art from Dungeons and & Dragons, and there's multiple authors that are involved in that book. Um, it's very pretty and nice-looking. Um, so if you're looking for something for the coffee table or your library, you'll want to check out this link. I don't know the release date. Uh, it's by, what's the publishing house? It's a big one. Random House? I think it's Random House. Penguin Random House. Penguin Random House, yes. So there's that one. And then the last one, Josh Eves posts Virtual Cities 
to the Google Plus community. Uh, it's a book by Constantinos Demopoulos. Boy, man, if that if that person is not Greek, they missed their calling. They've they've got a unique name for a non Greek individual. But yeah, Constantinos Demopoulos. Yes, um, looks like a cool book. Has to do with cities. Imaginary cities of video games. Wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, you look at the inside. It's got, like, the, the cityscapes. Um, picks up stuff from, like, Half-Life. Um, Fallout. Silent Hill. Da-da-da. Neat. And some of those maps are just plain. I mean, I love maps. They're fun to look at. And uh, talk about some good inspiration stuff. That's really cool. Yeah. That's awesome, Josh. Good job, man. Yeah, thanks, Josh. Um, all right, I think that wraps it up for this week. Brett, you got anything else? No, I'm good, man. All right, you're good. Are you like good? Good? I think I'm as good as I get right now. It's all okay. good. All right, okay. Well, as long as you came on and you're leaving better than when you started, I always do. Me show. too. Me too. What are we? What are we talking about next week, Brett? Well, next week we're gonna. <laughs> Excuse me. We're actually talking about monsters. Oh, come on, Brett. I, I swear to God. Come on, else. Brett. So no, don't lie. The, don't lie to the BSers. And the reason I know it's true because I'm giving Sean homework right now. Sean, Uh-oh. pick a monster. Oh God. Right now? No. What? No. Oh. Pick one for next show. Okay. Pick a monster. Bring that sucker, and we'll break it down. You'll take your monster. I'll take mine. And we're going to talk about ways we like to juice that sucker up, change it up, modify it. How do you and to Steal a little from VC Young. How do you present that monster in such a way that your players go, "Damn, that was the coolest yellow musk creeper I've ever seen." Boy, yeah, that's what I want. Bring oh. your monster A game, brother. It's coming. <sighs> okay. Well, excellent. Because uh, I was gonna say, don't BS a BSer. I won't. All right. They, they know it. They do know it smell that stuff a mile away <laughs> all right well so this has been another episode of gaming and bs i'm sean and i'm brett good night and good game and all this episode of gaming and bs brought to you with the help from the following patrons patrons bsers mark cmg clover andy hall Corey Wynn, graham minert joe swick brett's biggest fan forced gary mark mark anthony benedetti eric jeppesen sean nicholson tim jensen Palladian, remy bellodo jason hobbs hobbs wayne humphrey james carpio Pure Mongrel, Lord Tentacle, Corey Johnson, Brandon Barnes, Dan LaValle, C.W. Mellencamp, Lost Sailor, Misdirect Mark Productions, Christopher Gray, Finolf, Mirko Froelich, Eileen Barnes, Tony Sugarloaf Baker, Todd Crapper, Alexander Auerbach, Neil Benson, Chris Steele, Eric Hoff Hoffman, Kyle Winter, Curtis Takahashi, Mark Tasaka, Larry Hout, Ray Otis, Ron Bishop, Craig Huber, Xavier, G.J.V., John Hammersley, Klotz Gamer, John Steve, Jared Rescher, Mark Richmond, Thomas Hook, Blake, Ryan, Chad, Gleeman Sky, Roger Brasslett, Evan Harrison, Cass, Craig, Howard Bishop, Jim Fitzpatrick, Peter Skeins, the Knights of the Night Crew, Josh Wallace, Corey Welch, Eli Kurtz, Petiri Turtiennen, Edwin Nagy, Bruce Cunnington, Aaron Coleman, Tim Short, Stefan Dragonspawn, Aguinegas, Roll for Guild, Gordon Cranford, Eric Salzwill, George Sedgwick, Kevin Lovecraft, Matt Cyberlick, Jack Neller, Robert Nemeth, and Eric Bontz. For ways to support the show, head over to GamingNBS.com forward slash support dash us. Also, check this episode out on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, even if you don't watch the videos. Subscribe, get notifications, and you can always pick it up there. It's a new initiative for us. Kind of. We have the talk, we have the old episodes audio up there, but now we're putting up the video with our talking heads up there that you might find interesting. Thanks, BSers! This has been a Litterbox Studio production. production.